It's my birthday week. How come we don't get a birthday week? Y'all get a birthday everything. The next time I have to get a birthday month. No, you're not getting a birthday month. You can have a birthday week too. I get like half a birthday day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because you're the dad. I get like a minute or two to myself. That's not true. Dad. I'm just kidding. You guys do a good job. Yeah. I planned your first surprise party. Yeah, yeah. And you went to a baseball game. I always go to baseball games, but it was a very fun time. It was a really good time. Yeah. So back to me because it's my birthday week. What are Sassy! We, what are we doing to celebrate me this week? Well, we have on your actual birthday, we are going to take you to get a pedicure. Ooh, yes. I might join petty, you. Petty, petty. Maybe Luke will sit there and listen to everybody talk crap about us in their native tongue. Because you know that's what they do when you get pedicures, right? <laughs> he just puts his head down. <laughs> then we're going to take you to a nice dinner. Yay! With our friends. And then on Saturday, we have a uh, double birthday celebration with Grandpa Wooly. What do you think about that, Luke? These these are good plans. So does that mean I get to pick the movie next week because it's my birthday week? No. I already have a a birthday present planned for you. And then it's not picking the next movie? No, it is not. <sighs> well, what are we going to do next week then? Is it something that mommy will like too, do you think? So, you yeah, can... of course it is. This whole family probably loves it. Uh -huh. It's Lukey Doo's Movie Reviews. Get a snack, relax, and enjoy the show. Alright, so welcome to Lukey Doo's Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Luke White. I'm Daniel White. And I'm It's My Birthday Week, Ashley White. I so, think somebody has a birthday coming up. Somebody mentioned it, but I mean, I don't know. So... This week we are reviewing The Greatest Showman, rated PG. Is it PG? Yeah. PG, PG-13? It's PG. I checked it. Oh, you, okay. Well, we shouldn't question Luke because... He is the host. Yep. Yep. And I know everything. Hmm. I'll let you fight that battle with Mommy. <laughs> yeah, I picked this movie this week. I told you it would be a surprise. And it was a surprise. I was trying to think out of the box, and I went with a musical. You would probably assume that my wife here would choose the first musical that we went over on this podcast. But surprise, this is one of my favorites of all time. Mm -hmm. So that's why I went with this one. I knew the whole family would enjoy it, and I'm excited to dig into it with you guys. I suppose we should go to favorite character, and we have a new Award to give out to the best performance, which is drum roll, please. Stop. Drum roll, please. Stop. Drum roll, stop. Drum roll, stop. Ah! Danny DeVito Award. We love it. All righty. Who are we starting with, Luke? Me. <laughs> All right. My favorite character is Mr. Philip, whatever his name is. Carlisle. Carlisle. Who plays him? Mr. Zac Efron, my Danny DeVito. Oh. oh. 
Wow. That's yeah. a turn of events. Yeah. Yeah. Did not see that coming. So why did he earn your Danny DeVito award? I, you know, he just had, his performance was great in the movie. That's all I could say. Okay. So it's mommy's turn. So I had a hard time picking a favorite character just because I feel like the, all of the characters are written so well. Um, but my Danny DeVito award has to go to Hugh Jackman. And I'll tell you why. It's not because he's the lead like you would expect. Um, I really enjoyed him because you have this inner struggle where you love to hate him because he puts on the show and he's a total salesman and he has the essence of what you would expect the real P.T. Barnum to have, that whole sort of larger than life scammer type persona. But at the same time, you you really just can't stand the immoral things that he's doing and choosing. And um, so I, I really feel like if an actor is able to make you love them and hate them simultaneously, then they're doing their job as an actor. So that's why I went with him. All sure. right. Well, what about your uh, your your favorite character? I said I couldn't pick one. You couldn't pick one. Okay. All right. Dad's turn. So my Danny DeVito award also goes to Hugh Jackman for many of the same reasons that you just said. And also being that this is a musical, mm -hmm. I don't know that there is an actor slash actress working today that can act and sing slash perform and dance as well as Hugh Jackman can. Right. I mean, that's to exclude all of the people on Broadway, but when we're talking about film, film and you know, Hollywood A-listers, uh, a lot of them can sing and act while not dancing, or they can act and dance, but not sing. And you see a little bit of that crossover in this movie. Not all of the actors in the movie sang and not all of the actors in the movie danced. So um, I, I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, it, it, it is absolutely phenomenal to me. Anytime that he opens his mouth and sings and just about anything. Um, I'll, I'll listen to it. I think he's very captivating on screen. And even sometimes I just listen to the soundtrack um, and, and I can just listen to it without even watching. And to me, for, for an actor who is an actor first to be able to put on that kind of performance, it's, it's phenomenal to me. And it's also, like you said, P.T. Barnum was not the nicest human being in the world. Sure. He, you know, birthed this idea of a circus, of the strange and unusual for us to get to see. And this movie does dig into a little bit about how he went about doing it and how he was kind of uh, manipulative mm -hmm. in his way mm -hmm. about getting these people to perform for him. And I know the movie spends it as he was just trying to do it for his family. And then he gets caught up in the glory of it all. But yeah, he's, he wasn't, he was not a very pleasant person. My favorite character, though, is, I have to agree with Luke, I like Philip Carlyle, played by Zac Efron. Um, there's so much depth to that character. Um, he comes from a family of high expectations, and he abandons just about everything that he is told. Um 
that he, sh he should be doing in his life. He abandons an inheritance and he chases what he actually loves and the woman he loves. And sadly, that character is not based on a real person. So it's complete Hollywood misdirection. Absolutely. I could go on and on. I'll just I'll end by saying this. There's a lot you can learn from Zac Efron's character in this movie. And let me just say, from example, from our family being able to take a leap of faith being fortunate enough to be in the position to do so where we could chase our dreams and move down to Florida. Um, something we've always talked about doing it has paid dividends and I, I love it. I, I just encourage everybody to do so if they can. All right. So let's move on to favorite part and daddy's turn. From now on the Second to last musical number in the show, or the movie about the show, <laughs> when everybody comes back into the bar, all of the circus acts after the whole thing has literally caught fire. Um, Hugh Jackman's character, Mr. Barnum, sitting at the bar, his family's left him after he's been obsessed with his success and it bit him in the butt and got him in the middle of a scandal and all kinds of stuff he didn't intend. He has this epiphany of he's of being reminded that his family is the reason he started all of this and that these people who he absolutely crapped on and treated just like a business proposition, they forgave him and they told him the respect they have for him because he, even though he treated them poorly, he still treated them better than anybody else ever has. And so he made a vow that he would become a good man from now on. Now, I don't know how true that was in, in real life, but in the movie, love the song. One of my favorite musical numbers from any musical. All right. So now it is my turn. And I'm going to say everything except, so we'll get to that when least favorite part comes. Okay, so everything except your least favorite part. So you like this movie a lot then, huh? <laughs> you should see the face he's making right now. It's pretty cute. Okay. All right. Very So my favorite part is the musical number, Rewrite the Stars. I really enjoyed the acrobatics and the um, technical aspect of this performance because it made it not just a boring song number, but it showed romance, it showed strength, it showed fear, it showed all of these different elements. And I just really liked how they pulled it all together and that the both of those actors were able to perform um, as an aerial artist is just amazing. That's something that I wish that I was able to do. So that was my favorite part. All right, so let's move on to Lee's favorite character slash Daryl so it is mommy's turn to go first. Okay, so my least favorite character, although he did receive my Danny DeVito award, my least favorite character is P.T. Barnum. Um, he has a lot of unlikable characteristics. 
He is your typical used car salesman in that he's always trying to sell a scam and he's always trying to think of the next way to make money um, in this movie. It tries to paint the portrayal that it's for his family, but really it was for his own glory. They dive into that a little bit mm -hmm. about his um, personal life when he was younger. And so he was always striving that affirmation um, that he never got as a child, but he did it in a sleazy way. So he was my least favorite character. Now my Daryl Hannah award, although I felt she did well portraying the mother, I don't know who told Michelle Williams that she could sing. And this is not the only movie that she has sung in, but they need to stop telling her that she can sing. There are plenty of other people that they hired actual professional singers for in this movie. And she should have been one of them as well. So Michelle Williams gets the Daryl Hannah from me. So should we move on to dad? I am literally echoing what you just said. My least favorite character is P.T. Barnum. He's a schmuck, 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 smuckers, whatever. <laughs> he, no, 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 no. He, you know, I know they tried to make this a, a good, feel-good ending, and, you know, they brought it back around. Um, but, again, like you said, he's just out there to make a buck, and he, he does – want to give this woman a good life but he gets caught up in trying to prove her parents and everybody else wrong um that said he would never amount to anything because he was a poor man's son mm -hmm. and he lived on the streets and he came from nothing and it's admirable that he was able to reach this this status in life um through the hard work that he did but the way he went about it was terrible correct um and my my daryl hannah is michelle williams and Again, I, ugh. Yeah. What do you think of her singing? Mm, okay. Okay? Really? She gets an okay? Okay. <laughs> what about you? My, I have two least favorite characters. Uh, Michelle Williams' dad in the movie. Okay. And Jenny Lind. Why don't you like Jenny Lind? She's an idiot. She's a dingbat. She's... Why? She's just there to be there. She plays an important part of the movie, the, though. The, but the plot with her is, is bouncing off the walls, left to right, up to down, east to west, north to south. You didn't think she was critical to the story? I mean, she's definitely critical to the story, but she was, I just, I don't like her. I'll tell you, though, that's a good point to what you were saying about how they had professional actors sing for some, uh, professional singers sing the parts for some of these actors who couldn't sing. Mm -hmm. uh, Rebecca Ferguson is a tremendous actress and beautiful to boot. Mm-hmm. But they got Lauren Allred to sing her parts. But the difference there is you believe that's Rebecca Ferguson singing. Right. That we song. the first time we saw this movie, we had to look it up and find out. But they should have done the same thing for Michelle Williams. Absolutely. That's what they should have done. Yeah. But back to your hatred for Jenny Lind. All right. 
So that's really all I have to say. My dear old Hannah. <laughs> my dear old Hannah is Michelle Williams. All right. That's three for three. High five. Low three. Ugh. Maybe it should be the Michelle Williams Award. Nah. <laughs> you say that every time. Maybe, yeah. Maybe for musicals. That's right. Yeah, but but we're sticking with Daryl Hannah if we have to. All right. So let's do the least favorite part, which is my turn. Um, my favorite part is when the circus lights on fire. That's your, your least favorite, favorite part? part? Least. Oh, uh, you said favorite. So here's why. Sociopath. Philip, Philip, mm-hmm. the main, no, not the, one of the main characters mm-hmm. was on, was, I can't believe he risked his life. But do you know why he did that? Why? He was looking for his love. He thought Anne was still in there. Oh, so good point. But you still don't like it. I don't like it because he almost died. Oh. Mm. So it's mommy, sir. My least favorite part is daddy's favorite part. I hate the from now on medley because the little speech that the bearded woman gives to P.T. Barnum about everyone's made fun of us all of our lives and ridiculed us, but you gave us a family is complete Hollywood bullcrap. P.T. Barnum in real life exploited those people and made money off of their suffering. He didn't give them a family. He gave them cages. He enslaved them. He mistreated them. And I just can't get over this Hollywood, oh, let's all sing Kumbaya because, you know, P.T. Barnum needs to you know, find himself, you know, as the, the, the real plot of his real story was that he never had redemption. And I also find it very surprising that in this day and age with the cancel culture that they would even put out a movie like this that glorifies a man who is so horrible to people with physical or mental disabilities and even give him redemption at the end of it. So that's my least favorite part in this movie. All right. Well, (laughs) sorry to crapple over your favorite part, Dad. I will tell you that while I agree with everything that you said, Mm -hmm. if we're talking about what the movie is presenting, even though I have acknowledged that most of it is probably not accurate, I just really enjoy that song. I like the dance number. I like all of it. And I guess for a movie that's supposed to be going and giving you that feel good at the end, it does it until you read the actual story. Then you get mad. I understand. But I love that song. And 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 for those who would like to know, uh, before we continue on, you should look up. From now on, Hugh Jackman sings with stitches on YouTube. And this is when they were, do you remember this video? When, no. When they're practicing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was good. They're practicing for the for the movie. And he's not supposed to be singing because he just had surgery in his nose. And he had all these stitches. But then he just lets the music take over him. And then you're going to see the talent that just lives throughout Hugh Jackman. Look up that video. My least favorite part 
I don't like it when Philip lets go of Anne's hand and is played by Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives in high society. And remember, this is a movie that's like in the 1800s. And um, his parents are watching him at this concert and he is holding a black woman's hand and she is also frowned upon because she is a circus act. And when his parents see him, he lets, he lets the intimidation uh, and the fear of losing all that he is supposed to be given in life. He just lets his parents control his feelings. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. You found the words for me. And he lets go of her hand and that, and I hate that. I hate that for her. Um, I'll never let go, Jack. <laughs> Ten seconds later, let's go. <laughs> I hate when PT starts treating the people like they're just animals. You know, you definitely see that turn. We've talked about it a lot. And then I hate any part that Michelle Williams sings in. That's all I got. Yeah, that walk in the tightrope song is just... Uh, ugh, it's so bad. It's barf. It's a barf sandwich. PT barf them. Yeah. Yeah, we hate P.T. Barnum in real life. Now let's move on to overall thoughts. What? Who would you like to talk? All right. Let's see right to the tip of my top. Okay, so I guess that's me. (laughs) My overall thoughts, the music of this movie is great. And before I read the history of this movie, I thought it was great. However, this movie is historically inaccurate. Um, It does teach us a lot of things about, you know, perception not always being reality. Um, However, I think it is important to realize that because perception is not always reality, we need to find the balance between um, those that mystify and glorify fantasies and grounding that in some sort of reality. Like when PT's daughter says ballet takes years of hard work. Now, when you see ballerinas and they're, doing their numbers and you see the physical agility, you don't know the broken toes that they're standing on and the bloody feet that they're standing on and the years that it took them to get to where they are. So I think that is important to remember that mystical does not always mean practical. So um, yeah, this one's a 50-50 for me. It, It definitely is harder to watch now that I know the true story behind the man. Um, but I did enjoy the performers and the music. All right. So now should we move move on with me? I'm, I'm really shocked in this thing because, you know, I'll usually rate the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm. You know what? Never mind, I will rate the movie. I give the movie a three, no, two and a half. Two and a half. The, why, why is that? The The other three and a half. You mean the uh, other two and a half? Yeah. Um, the other two and a half are because 
now I'm finding out right now that P.T. Barnum was a real person and he just treated these people like total garbage. And it kind of makes me not want to support that movie, but I'll still watch it if I have to. So it's daddy's turn. My overall thoughts are very similar to what you guys just said. You know, P.T. Barnum was really a jerk. Um, he used manipulation to achieve all of his goals and dreams. And whether or not his family profited from that is, you know, neither here nor there. But he took a bunch of strange people who were ridiculed by society. And he basically just paid them minimally to get ridiculed by society and use the, those oddities to become rich and famous. I thought aside from the story, I thought the choreography in this movie was fantastic. Absolutely. The dancing, every, everything that was, that went into all the planning that went into this movie. I, I, I couldn't imagine that anybody was upset with how it was executed. I feel like it had to have been perfectly executed. I think the costumes were terrific. Um, you know, it, it was very stage-like, mm -hmm. but on film. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. Um, and there was a quote that Hugh Jackman said as P.T. Barnum, and I'm sure he never said it. And if he did, he was using it as a snake. But I really like this quote. It says, men suffer more from imagining too little than too much. And I think that's very true. Um, when I was younger and... Um, you know, I, I always had a very vivid imagination and had all these grandiose ideas. And, you know, while I had people thankfully encourage me to pursue those things, I also had people who were telling me to be practical and to pursue um, more of a for sure thing. I regret that a lot sometimes if I can get real on this podcast. And I think that sometimes... Um, Especially children. They need to be fantastical with their dreams. I agree. And I think this, in fact, this podcast is the direct result of us encouraging your host here to pursue his dreams. Yep. And that's why we want you to take your imagination and run as far with it as God will let you take it. Yeah. So let's move on to our special questions this week. Uh, our first one. You came up with this one, right? If you could perform anywhere, since they perform in a circus. So, if you could perform anywhere, where would it be? So, we want Daddy to go first. We do? <laughs> okay. What baseball field, Daddy? It's interesting that you say that. <laughs> So I think most people who know me, I'm flattered when they tell me that they think that I could have at least some moderate success doing stand-up comedy. I would love to do a stand-up comedy tour of all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. How did I call that Well, one? it's unique because now, you know, baseball stadiums were never used as venues for music and shows and stuff like that. And now it's starting to kind of make its way, trickle its way into that. And the only, the only person I can think of that has done a stand-up show in a baseball stadium 
is one of my, if not my favorite stand-up comedian of all time, Bill Burr recently went and did one at Fenway Park in Boston, where he comes from. And it was, it was, I listened to him talk about it on his podcast. He said it was an amazing experience. He is not family friendly. Not at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but he is tremendously funny. He's very talented and I am drawing inspiration from that. All right. So should we move on? No. I want you guys to do yours. Should we move on to daddy? I'm at mommy. Do I look like daddy to you? I was thinking about daddy. You're the bearded lady now. Oh, no, I'm not. This is me. <laughs> Go on, bearded mommy. Thanks. <laughs> if I could perform anywhere, because I am the theatrically trained and vocally trained person in the group. I chose three of the greatest performance halls for, you know, my type of people. So those are Carnegie Hall in New York City, the Palace de Garnier in Paris, and Royal Albert Hall in London. All right. So should we move on to me? Sure. I chose, I could film anywhere. I would film in Hawaii. Ooh. Why Hawaii? Seems like a good place to film. All right. Well, he's right. Anytime we see a movie set in Hawaii, doesn't it just make you dream about going back? Well, anytime we see a film in Hawaii, it's usually in Hawaii. Yeah. No, what? Yes, <laughs> you, you could, and also, you could be like part of Jurassic Park. You could be part of of Kong. You could be part of Fifty First Dates. It's true. They did film all those, and there. you could par be part of Jumanji. Yep. Who wants to be in a film with Jack Black? I don't know who anybody doesn't. I, I would. Yeah, me too. All right, so let's move on to our. Next special question. If you could be in any musical, which you could do live theater or a movie, which musical would it be and who would you play? And also, it could be a movie with music in it. Right. So. You go first. I would choose from Shrek. I would play Donkey. Oh, oh my gosh. That would be so good. Didn't see that coming. All right. Next up, Shrek 5 with Luke as Donkey. Move over, Eddie Murphy. And Daddy could be Shrek. I already am. <laughs> Donkey. All right. And Mom, you're going to be... Uh, Gotta have my Fiona. No. You're going to play... Can I be Fairy Godmother? Queen Lillian. Oh. Because... Uh, never mind. Whatever. <laughs> what about you, honey? What? Where? I'll go last. I'll concede. It's your birthday. Well, I think if anybody doesn't know the answer to this musical and who I would play, then they don't know me very well. Oh. And they should stop listening to the oh. podcast. Oh. What, what oh. musical is it? I have two guesses. Either Jekyll and Hyde or Phantom of the Opera. Well, she's already been in one of those. 
But what's what's the one that's tattooed on my arm? Phantom of the Opera. And who would I play? Christine. That's right. That is your dream. It absolutely is. It's been my dream since I was little. In fact, when I was performing um, in a show when I was 12, newspaper article wrote up that that was what I wanted to play and what musical I wanted to be in. So it's been a dream my whole life. And you've also been in Sweetie Todd. That's true. So should we go to Disney? Please. So if I were to do a musical uh, film, I really, really fell in love with this book. I loved the movie that came out in the early 90s that was not a musical adaptation. I love the Broadway play. And I love the film starring Hugh Jackman, Les Miserables. Now, I am not a singer. I am not. I am Chopper! Yeah, basically. <laughs> have you ever seen that video? You have to look it up on YouTube. Uh, it's so bad. So I, I have always loved the character of Javert. And in fact, I think the movie from the 90s is kind of boring when you go back and watch it now. Liam Neeson plays... Jean Valjean, and he does okay, but he's just Liam Neeson. Right. Yes. But Jeffrey Rush is such an awesome Javert. Flip side, everybody just about in the musical Les Miserables, Hugh Jackman, fantastic Jean Valjean. Mm -hmm. Whoever decided that Russell Crowe should ever sing do you know he has a band? That's awful. I know. I hope nobody listens. I'm sorry, <laughs> Russell Crowe. So I think bad. you're I think you're a great actor, but dear God, like I would love to have a crack at Javert. It's not even like he has a whole lot of heavy singing to do. It, it doesn't seem like you even have to be overly talented to play Javert vocally. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Dave Matthews. Right, yeah. I'm not a yeah, he shouldn't play Javert either. But anyway, I would love to do that. And if I were going to, this has kind of always been my dream ever since I saw this as a little boy. If they were ever remake the movie, and I do mean a remake, I'm not talking about Timothy Chalamet's goofy little prequel or the Tim Burton, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I would love to have a shot at playing Gene Wilder's version of Willy Wonka. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'd play Mike TV. I would definitely cast you as Mike TV. I think you and I could definitely get that going off. Of yeah, each other. I want to be the candy man that sings the candy man, can says it with love. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, we're gonna we're gonna have to get. Good. <laughs> and he gets all the free candy the kids with money. And Charlie has no money, and he's just looking in there, licking the windows, like I want some candy. Can I please have some candy? He's like, yeah, if you cough up some money. In fact, he gets he goes in there. He finds like a dollar in the street and he goes in there and he starts sucking down that chocolate and he's like, ahem, ahem. Like, Dude, you just gave hundreds of dollars in That's free candy. That's who I want to play. Can I play the candy man? You can be the no, candy woman. No, I'm sorry, Bob. Only only sh- stocky peep stocky men that are like in their that are 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 in their early fifties can play that. Role, but you could play. No, mommy, we are junior swapping this role. You could, you could, hey. you could play an older version of Veruca Salt. I'm making this film, and I say mommy can be the candy woman. And you know what else? I get to write the movie. 
Guess what else? What? Somebody needs to play the teacher that doesn't know how to do math. Yeah. The math teacher. Two? I can't figure out just two. I think Luke should play him since he thought two and a half and three and a half equal five. No, no, no. I already have a good person for that, I think. Shout out to one of the teachers at my school, Mr. Ash. (laughs) Dang. But Mr. Ash can do math. Yeah, but... But it would be funny because math is his talent and he's ruining his Oh, okay. Talent. I see I see how you're twisting that. Yeah, that makes sense. And he's funny, too. I bet you he could play it. Yeah. Oh, man, I guess we're going to have to pick apart Willy Wonka one time on here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that segue, Any guys. other special questions we have on the docket? What? One more. All right. All right. So, if you could be any circus attraction, what or who would you be? Drum roll, please. I guess we're going to say Daddy's turn. I guess a clown. That's it? I don't know. I, I didn't really think long and hard about this. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Like When I went to the circus as a kid, and of course I was weird, I hated it. Oh, I loved it. What are you talking about? I don't know. I remember Momo and Papa would take me to the circus and they'd happen like twice and they were like never again because I was just such a butthead the whole time. Oh, I loved the circus as a kid. I wish that I could take the kids to see the circus. The circus ended up being like- You've never been to a circus. It looks terrible. Well, when you were born, those tickets were like $250 a piece. And that's why they were like, all right, we'll let all the animals and, you know, odd people free now, so- yeah, they let all the bearded people out of their cages and let them run free. Okay, what? that's not what actually happened at all, but... Well, that's the Hollywood version, okay. so... Bearded All right, Lukey, what would you be? I'd be a clown. Gosh, this... We like being goofy and funny. We want the laughs. Sasuke! How about you, honey? I would be an aerial silk dancer. I no. Let no. her talk. Why? Why not? Do you even know what an aerial silk dancer is? You would be a ringmaster. No, I want to be an aerial silk dancer. Fine. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I, I don't. No. So it's essentially what Zendaya does in The Greatest Showman, but with silk curtains instead of robes. So it's a lot of acrobats and twisting and turning and flipping and core strength. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I've heard it is one of the hardest talents to achieve um, by dancers. Um, I've heard that from quite a few dancers, actually. But I think it's gorgeous. It's when it's executed flawlessly. Um, it's beautiful. It's captivating. And I would really, really love to learn how to do it. But I am far too out of shape to do something like that. I think that you would be absolutely majestic at that. Thank I'm, you. I'm picturing it. I'm seeing your beautifulness up in the air with all these curtains. And it actually kind of makes me happy. Oh, all right. So, Luke doesn't care. Next week, we are reviewing Gilmo da Toros Pinocchio. Is that all right with you, birthday girl? I guess so.
Actually, it's got one of my favorite songs in it, so. Yeah. Oh, no. What is it? It's not that one. We'll 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 save those till next ah, time. <laughs> this is gonna be a good one, guys. All right. So we love our listeners. In the comments, wish me a happy birthday. Yep, yeah. Do it. And so if if you want to listen to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, get yourself some hot chocolate and be prepared because Pinocchio loves him some hot chocolate. We'll see you later.